some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theatre at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Today on CityCast DC. It's that time of year when the weather is gloomy and nights are long, and it can be hard to seek out social activity and fulfillment. But we need that to be healthy. So I'm handing over the mic to my colleague, CityCast newsletter editor Natalia Aldana, for an important conversation about the prevalence of loneliness and how to fight it off. Today's Wednesday, February 21st. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. Hey, CityCast DC listeners. I'm Natalia Aldana, and I've been reading up on loneliness for a while now. And I think it's an issue that is really important for us to all talk about. That's why I call it an expert. Hi, I am Shannon Vivijal, and I am the Communications and Programming Coordinator for the Coalition to End Social Isolation and Loneliness and the Foundation for Social Connection. So I want to start out with this really important statistic that I read in the Surgeon General's op-ed piece in the New York Times, where he said that at any moment, one out of every two Americans is experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. Shannon, what does this data tell us about the emotional health of our nation? Yeah, so this unfortunately has been a longstanding public health crisis even before the pandemic, but it's definitely an issue that's been building in recent decades. So what this tells us is that we are becoming increasingly disconnected from one another. 49% of Americans say that they have three friends or fewer We're also less involved in community groups like clubs, faith organizations, unions, and other memberships. And we're spending less time with our families and friends. More of us are single and living alone nowadays. Something that the Surgeon General highlighted in his advisory is that since 2003, we are now spending 24 hours per month more isolated from others And there's some values and beliefs that are really exacerbating this. Hyper-individualism, believing that you don't have to rely on others, our focus on speed and efficiency, tribalism, privatizing things instead of having communal things that everyone can use and places that everyone can gather in, using technology and distracting us from forming genuine connections. So that is really an indictment of what's happening in our country, the structural and societal issues that are negatively impacting our well-being and resilience. I want to touch on that point you said about hyper-individualism. I think this begs the question, do we actually need other people? We, of course, definitely need people in our lives for social support. And we are resilient when we have people supporting us. We can be so much more. We can do so much more when we are connected to other people. 
I've also read that feelings of loneliness have a lot of health repercussions, including premature deaths, more likely to lead to depression. Can you tell us what are some other physical health repercussions to loneliness? Some of the cognitive ones are a higher risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. People might not be feeling the impact now. They might be thinking that this is a trivial topic to be focused on and be concerned about. But we know that this will affect us down the line. There is a risk of diabetes. And we think premature death of like happening because of some physical cause. But there's also risk of suicide. So all of these things we need to take into account and treat as serious effects of loneliness. So when we go back to that stat that at any point in America, about one out of every two people is experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. What does this data also say about loneliness in Washington, D.C.? Are you aware of any factors that are unique to D.C. culture that might make it better or worse for levels of loneliness? Yeah, every community is really nuanced in the factors that contribute to loneliness. So some things that come to mind with D.C. are the transiency, people moving in and out of the city, it not necessarily being a home for many. It's more so a kind of pit stop in someone's career. You know, there's always those conversations that people want to ask about your job, but they don't really want to know you on a personal level. And you think about the work culture in D.C., working long hours being a norm, being something that's expected of people, traveling a lot for work, having difficult hours where you can't necessarily connect with people or make time for friendships. The brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma, D.C. community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own. The kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. With a quick walk to the metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, the Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one and two bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearborattacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A.com. Why are acts of service or doing something for others how does that help us reduce our own feelings of loneliness? Yeah, acts of service are really important because it gives us a sense of meaning and purpose in our lives. You know, finding something that you love and sharing that time with others is really important to feeling like you belong in your community. Also, volunteering is super, super important. We know that that not only helps the people in our community who need these services, but also it gives you a sense of purpose and meaning. It's always great to connect with people in your community that you might not have thought to connect with before. We know that that not only helps the people in our community who need these services, but also it gives you a sense of purpose and meaning. So I would recommend people take those opportunities to say a quick hi to someone, have a quick conversation, what is your advice for how we can find the motivation to 
get up and get out of that lonely space to do these acts of service, to volunteer, to call someone? How do we find that motivation when we are feeling so sad? I have a feeling that you've experienced it. I've experienced it. People listening probably know this very well. A suggestion I would give is finding one person in your your life that you can, you know, buddy up with and you can kind of hold yourself accountable with them. You can motivate one another. Also, really find something that you love to do. I think not putting pressure on yourself to do something for the sake of doing it, feeling like you have to do something, but taking the time to really think about what fills your cup and doing that. So Shannon, you're the communications and programming coordinator for the Coalition to End Social Isolation and Loneliness and the Foundation for Social Connection. So what steps are you all taking to address loneliness in the U.S.? The foundation is our not-for-profit research organization that really furthers the translation of evidence into practice. Our Scientific Advisory Council chair, Dr. Julian Holt-Lundstad, was the lead scientific editor of the Surgeon General's Advisory on Social Connection. The coalition is a national advocacy group addressing social isolation and loneliness We're thrilled to say that three pieces of legislation were introduced in 2023 that we contributed to and supported. Senator Murphy introduced his National Strategy for Social Connection Act, and Senators Trone and Flood introduced their Improving Measurements for Loneliness and Isolation Act, and Senators Murphy and Casey introduced the Addressing Social Isolation and Loneliness in Older Adults Act. So in 2024, we're committing to securing bipartisan, bicameral support of these pieces of legislation and ensuring their passage. So how can listeners seek out and contribute to building socially connected communities? How can they contribute to this larger goal that you're speaking of, which would be ensuring that their neighbors and their friends, their families, that everyone can feel connected to one another? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because the perfect segue into the foundation's newly released interactive website called the Action Guide for Building Socially Connected Communities. And it is a resource that has toolkits and activities and promising strategies all to help people build connection with their community members. So, for example, people can do a personal social network map and you map all of the relationships that you have in your life from, you know, your inner circle to middle and outer circle. And it really helps you identify what relationships you want to strengthen, what relationships you want to make. You can also do a partnership mapping exercise because we really want to encourage people to make coalitions in their community. So this exercise, you basically figure out who you want to invite to the table and how you can do that and what resources everyone brings to the table. And if you want to convince people in your community that this is an important issue to address, then we also have educational flyers and social media posts so people can join in on the conversation and really spread awareness of this issue. I want to end with someone who's listening to this episode and they're going through this right now. They're feeling lonely and after listening to this, they're thinking, I might be one of those 
people that Shannon's talking about, if you could speak directly to that person right now, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would say that loneliness is not a personal problem. It's not an individual flaw or a unique thing that you are only experiencing. It is a structural, societal issue. And I think more people are becoming aware of that. And the stigma around experiencing loneliness is chipping away. So even though you might be feeling lonely, you are not alone in this experience. And I assure you, like the Surgeon General says, one in two Americans are experiencing this right now. So don't feel like you don't have support you can seek out. Don't feel like you're the only person in your circle that's experiencing this. Thank you so much, Shannon. We appreciate you being on the podcast and talking to us about this really important topic. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of raising awareness of this important issue. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If this episode spoke to you, share it with a friend who can be your social accountability buddy. And check the show notes for some resources on staving off loneliness. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.